All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome, everybody watching and listening online. This is Nord Free Methodist Church, and we are going to start a series today. I don't normally preach in series, I guess, but um, I have been, I'm feeling this one right here. So we have many young families here and watching online, and um, I want to say this. We're going to start a parenting series. Now, what I don't want you to do, like I said last week, is, well, my kids are gone. Check out. Don't do that. Don't do that because elder saints are the people who are most important in society, and that's where we got to go amen last week. Um, think about tribes and cultures when they used to do it right. Remember how they used to say it takes a village to raise a kid? What, do you think that went out of style? No, we just don't do it anymore, right? We're still doing it in the small towns, kind of. So that means grandpa, listen up. Great grandpa, listen up, okay? Because you guys are the ones that pour the wisdom down. Does that make sense? And if you don't have a kid yet, you're welcome because <laughs> you're going to need all the teaching you can get, young people as well. Oh, and also, by the way, wait, what do we call God? Good, good. Oh, wait, actually, we can learn how he relates to us too, see? So I don't want to see any, unless you're tweeting something cool I said. That's funny. Or Facebooking. <laughs> I don't want to see you checking out. I don't want people to get off, oh, it doesn't pertain to me. It does, because we're children of the king. And so you can listen to this as a child, you can listen to it as a parent. But some of this, y'all, whoo, okay? First off, I want to cite a guy named James McDonald. I heard him preach a similar message to this that I gleaned from 20 years ago. And now I know where his kids are. They've grown up, and, and his kids are actually ministering in the church too. But it's so cool to listen to him as a young parent establishing some of these things from Dr. Smalley. It's another person i got to throw out there. Um, and now 20 years later, his children are grown and have kids and, and grew up really, really well. So I paid attention, you know what I'm saying? So those of you who don't know me, most of these people do. I have a four-and-a-half and two-and-a-half-year-old uh, children, <laughs> son and daughter, and I have the privilege of being the one who stays home while my wife goes to work. So I'm in this, man. This is not a, yeah, lots of people don't know me might think, oh, the dude's talking. No, no, he's parent numero uno throughout the week, okay? It's not just daddy's time. We're at Walmart, everybody goes, oh, is it your time with the kids? I'm like, it's always my time with the kids. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Anyway, so <laughs> that's my own that's my own thing. But um, there's something in this for everybody, like I said. So when we come to God, first things first, thousand mile principle we're not here for church okay we're here we're here for god we're here to relate to him as father individually when we come to god with our choice our faith we are absolutely saved by grace through faith to all who believe right and don't i always say that grace through faith to all. but what about the time that i by grace through faith to all who believe to choose to believe that jesus you are who you say you are you'll do everything you said you'll do in my life that's it some of you uh, think it's other stuff and stand up, sit down, and know all these things. No, by grace through faith to all. Anyway, as we f start following Jesus, he gives us these options. He says, hey, you've always had life this way. How's that working out for you usually? <laughs> but I have another option for you. Now that you're my family member, I've, I've adopted you from the uh, orphanage, you can either choose to do your things your way or mine. But if you choose to do things my way, says Jesus Christ, he says this, we have a choice to live on purpose. We start living our own lives on purpose instead of just floating by with what we all get. And that's most people, guys. I don't, I don't pull punches up, up here. Most people are just, oh, whatever happens to me determines my life. Not us, guys. Not the Christ followers. We lean area by area. We lean against Christ Jesus because he's the only thing that won't let us down. Okay? He doesn't say, oh, you're saved. See you when you get to heaven. He says, partner with me and I'll show you the best way to do life. But listen to me, and this might get, okay, this is only going to be as hard a message as you, as you let it be, honestly, because no, nobody's correcting you. I don't know what kind of parent you are or going to be or was. I don't know. That's not what this is about, okay? What this is about is, trust me, and again, I'm in it right now, guys. 
as I want to lean my parenting against Christ, I got to be willing to do the things he says to do and to look at myself honestly in the way I am doing things and maybe say that they're not the best way. I don't, you know, God is not, okay. We sang Good Father even though we did it a couple weeks ago because I want to remind you that when God asks for a course correction, it's out of love. It's, and man, I hate that church has beat you people up and you people and me where it's like, no, stop it, knock it off, no running. Where is that in the Bible? Where is that? It's, come sit next to me. I can see what's keeping you captive and holding you down and I can see that you're really suffering. Come to me. Oh, you are, are weak and heavy burdened, and I'll give you rest. Who said that? Jesus did, right? So as we're talking about this, this is not a, psh, you suck at this. It's, hey, 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 come here. You're about to do the hardest thing ever, parent, whether naturally, whether through adoption, whether surrogate because of grandpa, you're about to do the hardest thing in the world. And the reason I gave you kids is so you could relate to me better. And I know how hard it is to be a dad and mom, says, says Father God, who's both male and female, obviously. He has to be, because we both came from him. You know what I'm trying to say, right? So he's not saying, you suck, or man, you screwed them up 30 years ago. Do you understand? Thank you. I'm not here to beat anybody up. But this kind of thing can. Oh, geez, I was that, and my kids don't talk to me and all that. Listen, every day's a new day to turn it around in Christ. Do you understand? Every day, there. That's why I didn't really want to give this message. I mean, I, if he says to do it, I'm going to do it. You know me, and then I'm going to go home. But I don't want people sitting there going, look, we have a unique opportunity. We're in Norwood, New York, of all places, and we're about to hear some of the best teaching I've ever heard in my life, and I'm going to recycle it off to you guys about how to do this thing. Because I, for one, will tell you I have no clue, freaking clue, how to be the dad. Sorry, guys. It terrifies me. I don't know how to be the dad that I want to be. I don't. And these two little kids that are like looking at me, me, have you met me? Like, I'm 37. What am I going to be when I grow up? When we figure things out? What a myth, huh? You used to think when you were a kid, you used to think that adults had it figured out. When does that happen? I'm waiting. <laughs> so let's do this. And mom says, me too. And that's the motto of our church, in fact. So again, this is good, good father turned toward him. Number one. Here we go. You ready? Are you ready? Let's do this. Parenting on purpose. The first thing to understand in any relationship, but today's focus is parenting. It's to understand this. We parent out of what we know. Your spouse is your spouse out of what they know. My husband's stubborn. So was his dad. Oh, he's loud. So was his dad. He, you, you live out of what you know. Do you understand what I'm saying? You absolutely live out of what you know until something comes along and changes your course. Do you get it? I'm insecure. You ever wonder why? Look around you. That's what you inherited. We, parenting, you parent out of what you know. Well, dad yelled, so I yell, unless we course correct, right? So look at your spouse and give him a little bit of grace, because look at, look at your in-laws. That was good, that was funny, but it was also poignant, right? <laughs> right? So first thing about parenting is, and this is, this is why it's not smacking anybody up, it's you look at them and go, you came from that mess, and everybody's got a mess. You know, God bless you, cool. Now we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna learn more so we can parent out of what we know now, okay? Because unless, unless you do something different, you just stay on that wheel. It's just the way it goes. So you inherit what you're given, right? So again, grace, grace. With parenting, it's the same way. We get handed some ideas of what's right and wrong, we just roll with it. And so, the first step in all this is to understand something. We are limited. You know one of the one things I recommend to you? I recommend someday you go to another country. And not necessarily Canada. I want you to see that you see, because it's too similar to us. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not talking smack about Canada. I'm saying go to another country and realize that you frame your life through American lenses. Nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. Just know it. 
Just know it, right? That's it. And the same with whatever news channel you watch. You're looking at this angle of things. Just know it. Nobody's coming at you, dude. I don't care if you're red or blue. I don't. But just know that. You have a bias. And so once you start to realize that, you go, oh, wait a minute. I might not be all the way right about everything all the time. It's just my lens. And so with parenting, step one is to realize I don't have it all going on. And I may not be firing, at all, firing on all cylinders. That's all. And that's called what? Humility, right? I show you monthly that God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble, right? Remember how many times that's in the Bible? Oh, he gave it away three times in the Bible because God will actively oppose anybody who thinks they have things together and seeks glory for themselves. It's not the way of the universe, y'all. One gets glory and it's God. So first things first, we lay down our pride. I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't know what I'm doing as a parent, okay? That's it, humble. And that's not false humility, I'm literally telling you. But that's where we can then start to fill up the cup. There's a water bottle over there. If I wanna put new liquid, better liquid in the water bottle, what do I have to do? I have to first dump it out. But guys, oh, we wanna hang on to it. Some of us have wrapped our identities around who we are as parents and everything else, right? We have. Or as a woman or as a man, any relationship. Dump it out. Always lay it, lay it before the Lord our God in humility. So that's number one. Number two, we must choose in any relationship. What do I say? Every area of your life is aimed towards something, right? I'm aiming my finances here by saving money, by not spending on credit. What, I'm not always coming at you. I'm just saying that's going to lead me there. My education, right? I'm going to college because I'm going to get this. My career, my parenting, my marriage, it's all aiming towards something, whether you're aiming it on purpose or not. So step two, number one is realize through humility, I could use some teaching. Number two is, if necessary, we make course corrections. Or even just look down at the gun and realize where it's gonna lead in 10 years, right? 15 years, 20 years. Step one, humility. Two, change things. Let's, let's look at what the Bible says. God is a good father. He knows how to teach parenting because he's the ultimate parent. There's my first point. Proverbs 22, six, because y'all can't see it online. He's not asking, by the way. Just notice this. Train a child in the way he should go, or she, and when he or she is older, old, they want to turn from it. Um, next one, please. Deuteronomy 6.6, 6, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these things I'm teaching you. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're home. Talk about them when you're on the road. Talk about them when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. By the way, listen to me. I'm, not, I'm no language expert, okay? But do you see him asking or begging in either of those? They sound a lot like commands, don't they, from Father God? I love this. These are not suggestions. You must commit yourselves to these. I'm gonna talk about this in a minute later, but Deuteronomy comes from the Torah. Torah, the, uh, the Pentateuch. Torah means uh, the law, the law of life. We look at the Bible and we go, that's my spiritual life. Bible, church, blah, blah, blah. But these guys back then understood there was no separation. This is the law of life. If I walk in God's ways, I prosper. And if I don't, I do not. And it's that simple. I'm not te teaching you prosperity doctrine. He's literally promising, giving us promises if we do things his way, right, guys? The Beatitudes, for one, are an example of blessed attitudes. If we walk in these things, we are blessed. Now, I also want to tell you, again, he's not asking you. 
to train your kids. He's telling us we have a job to do and we will answer for it. We have a job. If you have a child, it's your job. I don't care if you wanted the kid or not. I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to hit straight today, okay? Because I got a lot of material to get through. It doesn't matter how they came in the world. If they came in the world and you're their parent, you have a job to do. If you married that person and they have a kid, you have a job to do. If you're an uncle and the person has no one, you have a job to do. Do we understand? And you will answer for it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And that's not a threat. I'm just telling you. I want somebody to tell me if there's a truck coming my way and I can move out of the way. Now, here's where it gets hard. You ready? P people who identify as parents, grandparents, whatever. First truth of the day, you are training your child. A lot of people might think they're not, or I don't really want to, but you are. A book Gary Smalley wrote called Key to Your Child's Heart, he quotes some research done at the University of Minnesota. And he states that if you look at America today, you'll see basically four kinds of parents. What I'm about to give you, people, your old pal AJ here, I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm quoting a study done by the University of Minnesota. So when you see yourself on this list, as I have all week, don't get mad at me, okay? Number one, parent number one that they found, University of Minnesota, and again, don't point at people, no elbows to each other, and don't raise your hands, but parent number one is this in America today. Parent number one is the dominant parent. High expectations, high accomplishments for their kids. There's high expectations, but few explanations. These are the ones who, when the kid brings home a B, relationship suffers, okay? Rigid rules, short on affection and affirmation, lots of control, unbending, hard to please regulations. Things like people, say, you'll find in, in their home, you might hear things like this, well, those are just the rules, or because I said so, all the time, with no explanation, or no son of mine's gonna act like this in public. These are things you hear from the uh, dominant parent. And what I want to say to the dominant parent, and again, I'm on all these lists. I'm going to throw it down. I'm not preaching down at all. I, I have elements of all these. I really do, guys, in my home. But the dominant parent, you are training your kids, okay? But what you're training them up for is kids of, the par kids of dominant parents have the lowest self-confidence. They either clam up into a shell of protection or they straight up rebel and reject all rules and authorities. That is just what happens. They often choose rebel friends wanting an identity away from the parents as far as they possibly can. See, the dominant parent is training their kids. They're training their kids to rebel. The second type of parent, as observed by this thing, is the neglectful parent. They often lack support and control in their parenting, in the parent-child relationship. This parent, the uh, uh, neglectful parent, is often immature and very selfish attitude. A thing that one of the symptoms of this is uh, they tend to lash out when pushed or irritated. Babysitters and television are used in excess as they pursue their own desires and dreams for life. And neglectful parents think that children are a bother. You may even hear children are supposed to be seen, not heard. That's something. And even if they don't say it, they act like it. Kids are an inconvenience, uh, you know, more than they're a blessing or a responsibility. We see a lot more neglectful parenting today, guys, um, with an ever-climbing divorce rate. So many working parents have to, have to go get jobs and the way our economy's been guys where you got to get a job to provide but what you end up with is a neglectful parent it's true and um these parents sometimes plant their kids in front of the television for hours on end they don't know what they're watching and they don't care the neglectful parent is training their child whether they think they are or not they're training their child um because the neglectful parent thinks that what they are doing is most important i say that because you ready for this another study that came alongside this said this the average American family moves every five years now. 
which, yeah, that's what it says. Now, granted, up here, you're like, oh, I didn't really. Well, think of the suburbs. Think about movers and shakers, okay? We're a little insulated from that, but the average American family moves every five years. Where that, uh, the neglectful parent says, get it together. Make, you'll make new friends. You're, you're fine. Daddy's going, I got an opportunity. We're going to move to so-and-so. And every five years, they move. And the neglectful parent ends up throwing that on their kid, and they don't care. Because daddy or mommy's chasing their career. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nobody's talking bad, bro. Just talking about a study. That's all I'm saying. Make some new friends. It's your problem, not mine. The product of a neglectful parent is often a child who's poorly motivated and very insecure. Neglect and broken promises produce what's called a broken spirit. That's what happens. If you're a neglectful parent or see elements of a neglectful parent, you are training your child. You're training your child, you ready for this? To resent you. It's a hard talk. They will resent you if you neglect them. It's that simple. If you act more important than your kid, they'll get it, they'll believe it, and they'll resent you for it. Do you hear what I'm saying today? Okay, stay with me. Again, me too, guys. Look, nobody's coming at you. The third kind of parent is the permissive parent. The permissive parent is warm and supportive and very loving. And if you look at it, you may think it's a great style of parenting. In fact, in 2017, proverbial bookstores are full of parenting that will tell you you could love your child into being a good kid, into being a good adult. And can I tell you today, I absolutely disagree with that. And so does the Bible, 100%. But, 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 let me stay on course. The permissive parent is, um, they have very high affection for their kids, but the permissive parent is weak in establishing and enforcing rules. They're weak in setting limits for the child. The permissive parent is weak-willed and undisciplined and gives, often gives into the child's demands. And how many of y'all know that kids have infinite demands, right? They're little meh, me monsters. There's no real consequences for misbehavior in this home. The permissive parent, you hear the permissive parent say things like, okay, you can stay up if you're not tired, or fine, you know, we don't have to go even though you committed to it. I'll just say you're sick or something, I don't know. Parents off, the neglectful parent will often say things like this, don't get mad at me, come on, please hurry up, you're making us late, or I'll finish that for you, go ahead, go ahead and play, I'll, even though I told you to pick it up. The permissive parent will, uh, this parent will say, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, and never follows through because the kid drags their feet. They repeat themselves over and over and over again and what their expectations are, and when they aren't met, they just keep repeating it. The permissive parent often raises a child who believes that they are in the driver's seat. The child becomes very selfish and insecure with no parameters. The child of a permissive parent becomes very manipulative, seeking to avoid living within rules. They have a personal lack of self-discipline, and they honestly never learn self-control. They're often very hard on other people, but very soft on themselves. If you have elements of permissive parenting in your parenting style, you are training your children. You're training them to run. A child raised in permissive home becomes very fearful because life has no boundaries and, and, and no established parameters of any kind. So often they, they end up looking for some other place to connect. And often it's in school or a gang or a group of friends looking for some clearly established boundaries. Okay? Um, they feel like if they don't find it at home, maybe they'll find it somewhere else. See, can I tell you something real quick about that? This is one area I don't fall so much into that. That's not my struggle. I, I'm on the other side of the pendulum. I'm on the more dominant, more because I told you so type of parent. Um, but the permissive parent, guys, can I tell you something? How many people have ever watched uh, The Dog Whisperer? One, two, nah, nah, nah. thanks for playing, kids. Okay. <laughs> you know what you can learn from that show? And, and I don't care how you parent your dog. They can sleep on your bed while you sleep on the floor. I don't care. It's not my business. <laughs> But you know how you rehabilitate a dog? You give them rules, boundaries, and limitations. You help them to live within the pack. And you know what? The dog relaxes and way happier. The dog wants to know that they don't need to pay the bills and keep your car running and be the head of the house because they can't be the head of the house. Can I tell you something? Kids do too. 
They, 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 they need boundaries and they thrive within boundaries. I know what's expected of me. Now it's either I rebel or I don't. It's not I'm getting punished for unmet expectations that I didn't know were there. Rules, boundaries, and limitations and schedules are the most healthy thing you can do for a kid. Because then they rest in the fact that you got this, I can just chill and be a kid. Guys, when you let the kid lead, they fill up with anxiety. And you wonder why anxiety among our children and, and needing medication and stuff's real high. Not coming at you, dude. Just keeping it real. So that's one of the things about permissive parenting. And I see all the styles in me today. I told you. I'm not preaching from a point. I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm right in the thick of it, guys. And some days I'm this parent. Some days I'm that parent. But there is a fourth type of parent. You want to hear what it is? This is the good one. It's called the loving and, and firm parent. The loving and firm parent clearly defines rules and limits. If they're, they're the parents that take the time to train their children. Um, they teach their children to understand limits and appropriate consequences that follow misbehavior. And this is by far the hardest one to be. Ready for this? The loving and firm parent is not too quick with discipline, not harsh, and not inappropriately punishing. But at the same time, there are consequences for misbehavior and rebellion. The child knows it, and the parent follows through with it. That's a big one. I should highlight that. The child knows it. It's expressed, but the parent always follows through with it. That's a big deal. The loving and firm parent in the home, if you were there, you'd hear the parents say things like this. Hey, it'd be nice if you could stay up a little later, bud, but you know your bedtime and we agreed upon this, okay? Remember what you're like next day if you don't get enough sleep. You know what I'm saying? Um, they say things like, um, wow, you're really stuck here. All right, I'll help you out, but let's figure out how you can get it done yourself next time. Yeah, I'm training you up. I'll help you though. You're, you're in a place of distress. I'll get in there and help you, but let's, let's figure out a different way. Okay, uh, the, the, this parent might say, did you practice your instrument or do your homework? Okay, but we agreed there'd be no video games until you did, so you need to pro go practice your instrument again, okay? We, we talked about this, it's just the way it is. Loving, but firm, but firm, okay? Um, the child grows up lo in a loving and firm parent and household, they're more content and they've learned to control themselves. They know what it means to live in a clearly defined limits and have self-respect, self-confidence as they enter society. They're not shocked when a policeman stops them and says, you stepped out of bounds. They go, I understand what bounds are. I did step out of them. I can, I can change my behavior. They're not shocked by that. They're not shocked that their boss may come down on them if they don't perform. Kabish. Whereas these other type of parents, these kids come, oh my gosh, I've got to do stuff? <laughs> this happens, guys. Hello. Any of you all hire people my age or younger? It's ridiculous nowadays. But the loving and firm parent prepares them to go in society where there's rules, boundaries, and limitations. They're self-confident, and they walk in there and do that. The, the, the loving and firm parent is training a child, and they're training the child to rejoice. Okay, As they learn to live within clearly established parameters, they rejoice because they thrive. Spiritual i got to kick it into gear, guys. I'm sorry. Special, uh, spiritual training is essential to happiness and success in life. It really is, guys. And so um, what happens if we don't purposefully train our children? like we're being told to, because we're opening up a series, right? If we don't purposefully train, train our children, here's what happened. Number one, if we don't train our kids, they're gonna cast off restraint and live for themselves. Can I get a slide, please? Proverbs 29, I think. Proverbs 29, 18. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. Now I have another one, right? Proverbs 29, 18. Different translation. Where people don't accept God's guidance, they run wild. So Heavenly Father is telling you, if you don't listen to me as your parent and come underneath my guiding and, and leadership, y'all just going to do whatever feels good to you. And you know where that ends up? And in the darkest places, right? Doesn't it? I, I, I took on this thing and kept doing this thing because it made me feel good and made me forget some of the pain in my life and now I'm addicted to it. Darn. Really. 
right? Or or getting with this person and relationships were my thing. And, and I just, that, when people don't accept divine guidance, they run absolutely wild. When we don't train our children on purpose, don't be shocked if they go run wild. It's gonna happen. We learn parenting from Heavenly Father and this is what he just told us. Where there's no guidance and instruction, the kids run wild. Number two, where there's no revelation, uh, oh yeah, wait, sorry. Number two is, okay, let me relate that. Where there's no clear prescription of where this home is headed and what it's all about and what the parameters are, when it's not laid down by the parents, children straight live selfishly and for themselves. And I don't just mean as adults, guys. I mean, you'll get a six and seven-year-old waking up every day thinking the world revolves around them and what feels good and whatever they enjoy doing. Do you understand what I'm saying? That, that's what happens. Where there's no clear prescription in the home, we don't train our children, they cast off restraint. Number two, if we don't train our children purposefully, they will reject God and they will suffer the consequences for that. And if you look at me with a grave look, you're right. It's true. How's Alex going to come under the training and instruction of Heavenly Father if he never learned how to do that with earthly daddy? Right? Lots of us, especially the millennial generation and younger, I'll try not to talk smack about y'all. Um, not real fans of rules, guys. <laughs> not real fans of boundaries and limitations. But you know what? To stick up for them a little bit. Maybe we, the upper generation, took a little easy on the rules, boundaries, limitations. Maybe they're a little surprised. So when they see God say, thou shall not, you don't get to, I don't care how you feel, they go, I don't like that. Because mommy and daddy never said, I don't care how you feel. Get, come here, right in my face, little face. I don't care what you want. That's my day. Come here, ooh, ooh say it to my face. Uh. <laughs> so when my children encounter God, who's firm but loving, I hope that that's an easy transition. You know what I'm saying? I really do, but I got to do that. And can I tell you something real quick? Let's all just take a break for a second. This is really hard. This is awful sometimes. I don't want to discipline my kids sometimes. You're having a good time. They do something stupid and you're like, oh, now I got to jack them up. <laughs> I don't want to. I'll tell you a story real quick. I'm not trying to just shame Alex, but this is one that really bothered me. This really bothered me. In fact, I had to, I had to like go to God and be like, can you heal me up on this one? So we're hanging out. We, we, we do babysit the screen time, okay? And that's, you do your thing. I'm just telling you, we babysit screen time. Um, but some days, like especially on a certain day, you know, as a reward, he gets to play on his iPad. Now, there's child safety stuff and all that, and all that blah, blah, blah. But don't download stuff on the iPad, okay? It's almost full. That's a rule, okay? So he's playing his little game. <laughs> it still bothers me. And I walk over and I'm like, what you doing, bub? Not that I cared because I was actually writing a message. Not that I was, but I always like to check in, you know? Even YouTube's not safe nowadays at all. There's some gross stuff on there. So um, I'm like, what's up, buddy? And I'm like, oh, what is that? He goes, it's an ad. I said, what? It's an ad that you can play. And I'm like, you know your kids, right? You can smell that they're lying to you. <laughs> and what'd you say? And I thought he was confused. So I was like, buddy, that's not... <gasps> and I was just mortified. Bro, are you lying to me right now? Yeah. And I was like, number one, good. That last one just saved your life. But dude, and I was just like, I was like, dude, what in the world? Like, why did you lie to me? Now, I'm busy. I'm writing the message. Melanie's trying to get Izzy to sleep upstairs. So, like, he had to be on the thing, okay? Like, you got to leave me alone. I got a job to do. That's just, that's life, right? That's, that's life sometimes. You're on the phone. You got to tell him, shut up. Right? It's important. I mean, in an ideal world or whatever TV show you're watching, you always, no, sometimes it's shut up. And so, so I was like, bro, you just lied to me, man. 
I'm sorry. And he's so sensitive. Every kid's different. All I got to do with Alex is this. Ah! He just passes up. <laughs> Izzy will give it a little bit back to you. So I kind of go to what? <laughs> you know, I mean, really? Right, right babe? She doesn't give you steel back because she'd be dead already. But she, she'll like resist it for a second. And then and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> so I know, I know. But listen, and I, Bill, I was in a hurry. I was like walking through the room. And I was like, now I got to discipline you. I literally said to him, I was like, now I got to punish you. <laughs> I have to though, right? You just lied to daddy's face. And even though I'm in the middle of doing something 100 miles an hour and I don't have time for this and I need you to be on the iPad, give it to me. Crap. I got to discipline you. And he's the type of one too. Maybe a loving and firm parent realizes, doesn't it? I believe in spanking. I believe it's real and I believe it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. Corp- corporal punishment, uh, the rod. But, um, but, but I also know Alex. I also know Alex. If I like, go like this, like, He's like, ah! And I'm like, dude's gonna die if I spank him. I can't. Do you know what I mean? You know, the only thing I've ever had to do with him is, that we'll have some levity for a second, is, is I was like, bro, something happened where he like out and out looked at me and said, no. And I said, get over here. He said, no. I was like, oh. <laughs> take the gun out. Take, take the knife out. I can't be trusted. Get the ring off. <laughs> but I walked over and said, come here, come here. I said, watch this. Want me to show you something? I said, this is a spanking. Wakata. He went, oh, I was like, yeah, that's what I've been telling him about the whole time. It's the only time I've ever had to do is just show him what a spanking was. And he was like, whoa, no, I'm out. That is not for me. That is not for me. So that day when he lied to me, and, and honestly, it was a combination. I wasn't angry. I was really let down and sad. I was like, bro, we're best pals. Man, you got to lie to me. And I was like, no, I got to punish you. Okay. So long story short is like, I tell you all that because like this isn't easy or convenient and if you've dropped the ball up till now, we all have. But now that I realize if I don't do it, I'm actually hurting him more, you know? So to end that story, I took that away from him, had a stern talk to him about it, and then told him at the end of it, I forgive you, and establish relationship again. Because what we're going to learn throughout this series is um, God's correction is swift, but fair and loving and gentle. And he never breaks relationship with us. He said it. Even in his discipline to you, there's immediate reconciliation. There's not depart from me. Get out of my presence. You've got to earn your... No, it's not that because his love never fails, never gives up, and never runs out on us. He's a good, good father. The last consequence, um, if we don't train our children purposefully, is honestly, we're going to answer to God for disobedience. This isn't one of these things God's going, boy, it'd be nice if you trained your kids. When you manage to get your career where you want it to be, when you've got enough money, when you get some times, will you please train your kids? God is not saying that. When you get your golf handicap there, when you get the deer, <laughs> uh, got mine this week, but anyway, um, side note, you, you surprised I didn't show the deer <laughs> those of you who know i got a six point on thursday are you surprised i didn't put up the picture <laughs> she rolled her eyes um god is not saying when you get over your hobbies or even your career guys god is saying training your children is to be the utmost priority i'm not necessarily into you having that four four bath home or driving that quality car or getting there in your career i'm actually saying that all needs to go to the wayside train your kids train your kids you had them you had them you're the parent they need you. Go back and listen to the man series, men, if you're, we're talking about father. Do we got another slide? Father and mother, you've got to do this. Okay, they go, to discipline a child, it produces wisdom, but a mother's disgraced by an undisciplined child. Another consequence is this. An unchi- untrained ch- child will bring shame to you. I didn't say it. We're just, we're looking at the Bible. This is, none of this has anything to do with what AJ thinks, by the way. I'll tell funny stories here and there, but we're talking about God. God is saying, 
the number one consequences, they, they will reject God and suffer the consequences. Uh, number two, they'll live without restraint and live for themselves. Number three, they're going to bring shame to us as well. So who here wants to train our kids on purpose, huh? Does it sound pretty convincing? There we go. Good. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So this is what we're going to be doing in the, in the next few weeks. We're going to spend some time on it, um, and we're going to look at the fact that we're going to start training them on purpose. And if you feel like, oh, I've been a failure before, like I said, me too. We're just going to change direction, guys. A couple last things I want to say is this, and this goes for everything in life. The thing you're struggling with, whatever, this really set me free. Ready for this? There are two pains in this life. There is the pain of change or the pain of regret, and one of them you can choose. Um, I'll just tell you real quick. Uh, I told you long ago, for most of my life, I had an addiction to tobacco. And I knew darn well that there's two pains. And I pictured myself with the pain and regret looking back and maybe shortening my life. And that made me sick inside, it really did. And our, or there's the pain of change. And nobody's coming at you, I'm telling you my story. And if, you're, if our house, if we're sensing this with parenting, it's the same thing. You can either not do it and you will suffer pain later, I promise you. Or we can take the time now, walk through that fire together that pain is a lot more temporary and you reap the joy forever, in my opinion. So here's the first thing. Yes, that's my favorite part of the whole thing. Get loose, guys. Shake out your shoulders or something. It's the fourth quarter. Here we go. I'm going to show you the first step toward intentional living. Because you know what I hate? I hate when people um, in introduce series and don't do any teaching. Y'all didn't come here today to hear funny stories about Alex. That was a good story. What we're going to do is this. Ready? If I ask you right now, what are your family values? Could you name them? Don't look at me. It's fine because most of you are going to say no. And me too. What are your family values? Well, uh, uh, um, okay, cool. We're going to aim the gun together. Can I show you what we're doing around the house? And this is, not, this is new. This isn't I've been doing this all the time. This is me in the middle of learning, okay? There's a list right now at home on my dining room or back in a thing, whatever, where we have dis defined our family values and we're going to live out of them. Are you excited? And, and you can take them and steal them because I stole them from someone else or you can, or you can do this, okay? Gordo, grab me that whiteboard because I can't leave the screen because it would look weird. <sighs> Creating a vision for your relationships and parenting is saying this. Thanks so much, buddy. It's defining where we are headed. Yes. Okay. And they could see it at home too. Can everybody see this? Okay. You ready for this? Step one for parenting on purpose is, again, creating a vision for the relationships. So I'm going to show you what the rule, what, what is at my house. You guys know this already. I'm actually going to put it on the wall, but I'm going to let Melanie make it nice so it's not just AJ's chicken scratchings on a piece of paper. <laughs> Number one, one vision for my house, for who we are as the Daniels family, is number one is love God. You're gonna, this is a house. Who we are, we love God. This is what we do. And not just generic God. We love Jesus Christ. This is who we are. And I'm not telling you, you have to. You're going to live in a world that does. You understand what I'm saying? You're going to watch daddy love God. You're going to watch mama love God. We're going to raise you out of loving God. We're going to bring you to church. Even though sometimes I don't want to come here. I don't sometimes on a Sunday. But because we love God, we're going to bring you to people who can teach you. Training and instruction and stuff like that. Number one, it all starts here. We're a house that's going to honor God. We're going to learn about him. It's going to be a part of our home. It's who we are. Number two, and again, how many people know that defining these things is a very good step? Number two is family first. 
family first. That's who we're going to be. We're not going to be these people that can't see the things your brother and sister are doing wrong or we're flawless, you know, daddies because he's daddy. That's not what we're talking about. What I want to do is this. Family first speaks of loyalty and honor. We, you don't hear, and, and ready? And this already applies to a four and a half and two-year-old. Whoa, 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 bro, that's your sister. Your job is to protect her. You don't hurt your sister. Family first. She's your sister. You get it? Uh, in Walmart the other day, he said something. He didn't mean it, but he, he kind of, no, daddy. I said, whoa, you don't raise your voice to daddy, bro. Family first. We don't yell at each other. I'm not going to go to work and be this one person, then come home and dump on my family. Oh, bam, drop the mic right there. Family first. You don't get the rest of me. You get the best of me. I don't care what my freak coworkers think of me. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Now, guys, please, I'm just please preaching from a place of vulnerability here. Forgive me for my mannerisms and the way I talk, okay? Love God, family first. This speaks of honor. And, of course, nothing, nothing comes without loving God, of course. Number three we have is this. Ready? Work hard. I tell him all the time, certain things, the two of them, certain things they're good at. I don't jump up and down about the things they're good at. I don't. I jump up and down about when the things that they're not good at and they push through. You ever read that book, Got Grit? There's a book out there that's, that is psychology and blah, 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 we all don't care about, but it talks about the number one indicator of success, babe, keep me honest on this, is not gifted and talentedness. It's stick to grit. It's not the kid that's gifted in algebra. Cool, you'll be good at algebra. But you cry on the soccer field because you can't kick. And when that gets hard, you stop and you quit. No, determination and grit get you where you're going to be in life. I'll bring up a hundred different people who are successful, and they'll tell you that's what it was. It was about working hard. Working hard speaks of responsibility. My children have chores, and they're two and a half and four and a half years old. That's a good thing, guys. I don't care. Call it CPS all you want to. They set the table, feed the dog and cat. And I'll tell you what. You ever drive by an Amish family? The, the big one's watching the little one. Right? four and two years old they already have chores and responsibilities and you know what they grow up to be pretty darn good kids don't they usually big ones watching the little one you hear that one work hard there's our stuff right now the last one no not the last one second to last one is this be kind be kind uh, all the time be kind can I tell you something I don't let them uh, certain spiders yes we don't kill daddy long legs around the house and if you have to answer for killing, uh, even creatures, I don't care. You guys are you. That's fine. I kill cre I, the only thing I kill is if I'm going to eat it or if it's a nuisance. I don't just murder animals. No, that's you. I don't care. Shut up. Whatever. Fine. I don't care if you go out and shoot. I was going to say kitty cats, but that was <laughs> pretty lame. Be kind. Be kind. They've seen, me, they've seen me pick up animals and help animals out, and I tell them straight up that God created that thing. I didn't. I don't get to just carelessly be kind to all things in all people. Be kind. And so therefore, again, one hits the other, they just broke two of them. <laughs> okay? Be kind. It, uh, that speaks uh, be about being obedient to loving others and tenderness and all this sort of stuff. And then on the bottom, this might seem less important or all-encompassing, but um, it says tell the truth. At all times, tell the truth. Now, the reason that's important, guys, is that's, cause that's called integrity. Integrity. You want to know why we lie? Because it's easier and because we're scared. And it's rooted in selfishness. I don't want to deal with the consequences. Hey, you're late. Yeah, traffic was bad. Hey, you're late. I, I suck at time management, dude. <laughs> or, or being here wasn't that important to me. <laughs> right? Imagine a world where we all told the truth. But this is, what, this, is, this is who we are. And so at the top of it, I wrote Daniel's family. Values. Not rules, not laws. I don't give rules and laws. God did. 
I'm just the interpreter and, and, and that guy. But the values, this is who we are. Now let me teach on this for two seconds and then y'all can go home. Is this. It's a map for training and instruction for family. But can I tell you one, a couple things about this? Ready? Who do, I, who do we want our kids to be? Look at the list again. Would we be winning or losing if Alex was a guy who loves God? He puts family first. He always works hard. He was kind and he told the truth. We just had a map for how to raise our kids too. Did you see this? We're winning. We're winning. And it came from God, not me. This isn't AJ's ideas of, imagine what my list would be. Where's camel? Flannel. <laughs> Shoots guns. Does impressions. No, like, this is actually a map where now, guys, I love it. And uh, 45 minutes ago, we all were like, we're kind of aiming the gun. Now we're like, wow, we can actually aim the gun. And we're land at this. Grandparents, can I tell you, your kids are going to need help if they haven't heard this teaching. Don't force it upon them, but have this wisdom ready. Have this wisdom ready. How can you as a grandparent in your life right now, as an aunt, an uncle, whatever, how can you help them to become this person? How can you establish these values when they're around you? It's good, right? Y'all work it out. I don't know. I'm not your Holy Spirit. I'm telling you now I gave you a framework, okay? Um, we're going to parent on purpose and train our children. We are doing that, but now we're going to do it on purpose. So this week, guys, as we're closing it down, Prayerfully identify areas of neglectful parenting, permissive parenting, dominant parenting. Be honest, guys. Look in the mirror and ask Holy Spirit for that. And ask God to help you and, and yours change direction to living as loving and firm parents. Let's do this. It's a big one today. Create a vision for your home and for your parenting. Guys, the Bible speaks about writing things down. Write it down. They say, write it down so a swift-footed messenger can see it, it says. There's power in establishing something. This is who we are, Okay. I'll say it again. Okay? Okay, stick with me, guys. The next couple weeks are going to be great because, again, this, isn't, this is just information I've accrued. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Um, if you need anything, visit nordfmc.com or our Facebook page. Have a good week.